Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports. Yes, it is a balmy negative three degrees here in Toledo, Ohio, and uh, we are ready to talk sports at you from our bunker below the surface. Bunker denotes that it might be a little warm, That's though. It's going to suck. It is not warm in this... Uh, thing basement yeah that's the word yeah so if you hear teeth chattering uh, that'll that'll be why we were just discussing it before we went on about how space heaters don't work so uh all right uh college football you want to start there yeah i guess we can yeah Yeah. all right uh i'm gonna rewind all the way to friday uh osu defeated usc 24 to 7 in the cotton bowl uh osu finishes 12 and 2 on the season uh usc Drops to eleven and three. Um, USC just could not get anything going. Sam Darnold was under pressure all game long. He was doing his best to uh, dissuade the Browns from taking him. I think <laughs> is that what that was? It must have been. Yeah. Um, he did finish with three hundred fifty-six passing yards, uh, but no touchdowns and had an interception. Um, it uh, yeah, just a, a rough night for him. A rough night for the Trojans overall. Uh, OSU maybe. Showing they deserve to be in the uh, playoff there. Yeah, I saw a lot of takes about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think in a head-to-head matchup, Alabama would wipe the floor with them. So I don't think we uh, really lost anything by having Bama in. Yeah. Except, you know, the ability to not watch Bama in January. I'm really, really tired of watching Alabama play football in January. Well, uh, they were less good this year than they were in previous years, so... Yeah. Here's hoping they're trending downward. Yeah, let's hope. Um on Saturday Wisconsin defeated Miami 34 to 24. Wisconsin finishes 13 and 1. Uh Alex Hornibrook 23 of 34 for 258 yards and four passing touchdowns. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, you know, I I really liked watching that game because uh because to hell with Miami. Well, Wisconsin plays a a style of football that you don't see anywhere else anymore. They do, yeah. It uh, ju- it looks like you're watching a game from the 90s. Yeah, and uh, Miami basically got beat at home. Yeah. Yeah, this is the Orange Bowl played down in the Dolphin Stadium. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, Miami losing a home game there. Um, they then, were sad. Yeah. Uh, and then at the same time as that, we had uh, Penn State defeating Washington 35-28. to Penn State finishes 11-2 and on the year. Trace McSorley, 32-41, of 41, 342 yards and two touchdowns. Saquon Barkley finished with 18 carries for 137 yards and two touchdowns. Um, he uh, finishes the year with 217 carries, 1,271 yards, and 18 touchdowns. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yep, it sure is. Um, and uh, also that evening, you had uh, Memphis losing by one point to Iowa State. Iowa State was a uh, a tough team to play this year. Yeah, one measly point. Uh, Iowa State finishes eight and five. Memphis ten and three. Uh, lost their last two games. Uh, Mississippi State defeated Louisville thirty-one to twenty-seven. Lamar Jackson finished thirteen of thirty-one for one hundred seventy-one yards and two touchdowns. He also carried the ball twenty-four times for one hundred fifty-eight yards and a touchdown. Sort of a disappointing end to the season for them. Yeah. Um, of course, it was a fairly disappointing season. Right. Um, on the year, he finished with uh, 3,660 yards, 27 touchdowns, uh, 10 interceptions, uh, which is kind of disappointing there. 
Um, that's uh, he's he's eight interceptions, twenty fifteen, nine, twenty sixteen, ten, twenty seventeen. Um, but the only thing he couldn't uh, couldn't get under control. Uh, he finished this year with two hundred thirty two carries, one thousand six hundred one yards, and eighteen touchdowns. Uh, so is he going to be the the next? Uh, running quarterback that could that gets converted to a utility player. I don't know. I, I he he only completed fifty nine percent of his passes this year. I would like to see a team take him and use him as a quarterback. Um, I think there's a lot to work with, uh, especially if you get you know better minds on it than they maybe have in Louisville. Not anything against them, but you know there are a lot of these guys that have these kind of borderline stats in college that then find it in the pros. Yeah. Um. The issue is uh, we have quarterbacks now playing until they're 50 friggin' years old. Yeah. Uh, we're running out of room for new quarterbacks. That's true. Um, oh, sorry, it is freezing. Um, I don't know. I I would like to see him get a chance as a quarterback somewhere. Um, I think if you, if you can get a team that's committed to playing kind of like Philadelphia did with Michael Vick. Yeah. I think Lamar Jackson can be very good in that situation, but you're not going to find a lot of guys like that. Uh, that are going to commit to that kind of game plan. Yeah, he he actually he uh, reminds me a little bit more uh, of Cordell Stewart than Michael Vick. Really? Yeah, because he does. Michael Vick always seemed to me to be the run first quarterback. Yeah. If your first option is not open, you're going to take off. He was in Atlanta. He kind of he kind of suppressed that in Philly. When when he came when he came back from that suspension, he he kind of moved on from the you know one read and run. Yeah, but I do yeah I do know I I do know what you're talking about. Um, I do kind of see that in him too, um, especially in the game we were at. But a lot of that had to do with the fact that his offensive line was in his lap a lot of that game. Yeah, they were um, not having a good day. But so. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll have you know we've got what three months until the draft, three four months until the draft. So yeah, we'll. Uh, We'll have a little bit of time to discuss what we think guys will be and where we think they'll go. Um, yesterday in the uh, <clears throat> sorry in the Outback Bowl, South Carolina defeated Michigan twenty-six to nineteen, ruining the Big Ten's yes. bowl record. Big Ten was seven and zero up to this point. Yep, and uh, Michigan had to go out and just Michigan all over the place. Yeah, um, yeah, they did. I. Uh, you know, living here, we have a lot of friends who are Michigan fans, and so social media was just kind of filled with, you know... Disappointment. Disappointment, uh, a little bit of anger at Harbaugh at this point, because, you know what, it's been three, four seasons, and... Yeah, he came with a lot of unsaid promises. Yeah. I mean, when he got hired, people were thinking national championship. Yeah, they, they were supposed to be competing for a national championship this year. At you know, They were supposed to win the Big Ten last year. They were supposed to be competing for the championship this year. Yeah. Um, but they cannot get the quarterback situation figured out. Uh, you know, For a guy who was a quarterback and has had so much uh, luck with quarterbacks. Uh, I see what you did there. Yes. Oh, you know, he, is, he has not been able to, to produce a top-notch quarterback in Michigan yet. And you know maybe they're maybe they're missing on recruits. Maybe he's just not getting everything he can out of them. Who knows? But something has to change as far as that goes. Um, but I one of my friends had had made a comment about is it is it okay to like really harshly criticize Harbaugh and question his job security at this point? I said I think we're well past that point. Um, I think we were at that point last year. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did not deliver. They uh, they ended the season unranked. Yeah, you want you want a you want. At Michigan, you want a leader of men, and as as I put it in on his post, uh, not a whiny little piss pants. Every shot I've ever seen of Jim Harbaugh, it's him crying or or shouting or screaming about something. He's always always whining to the officials, always whining to the media. That's the Harbaugh way. Yeah, I'm I'm sick of it. Uh, you know, if it keeps Michigan in the gutter for a few years, I'm all for it. But I'm getting, getting kind of tired of watching it. I hate, I hated him at Stanford. I hated him at San Francisco. I hate him at Michigan. At least he was, he had success in San Francisco and Stanford. Yeah, I mean, he's had some success here in Michigan, but just not the success that they have wanted him to have. Um, the uh, Citrus Bowls yesterday as well. Yes. Um, our Notre Dame Fighting Irish defeated the LSU Tigers 21 to 17. Um the Irish benched starting quarterback Brandon Wimbush uh right before the half. 
Uh, brought in Ian Book. He led him on a field goal drive to take a three nothing halftime lead because LSU Woo. because LSU missed two first half field goals. Um, Danny Etling for LSU in what was probably his last game, uh, senior without any uh, NFL talents. Uh, Nineteen at thirty three, two twenty nine, and two touchdowns. He had a pretty good game for them. Uh, Darius. Uh, he was a uh, didn't he play somewhere else? Former P- Purdue, Purdue quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Former Purdue quarterback. Uh, Darius Geis for LSU, uh, 21 carries, 98 yards. Uh, for Notre Dame, Josh Adams came up just uh, just a few yards short, uh, eight yards short of becoming the alt- the single-season leading rusher for the Irish. Uh, he had 15 carries for 44 yards. Really disappointing day for him. Uh, but Ian Book, the replacement quarterback, finished 14 of 19 for 164, two touchdowns, and a really bad pick. Well, look, you gotta you gotta make at least one mistake. He had fi- he had 15 yards between two Notre Dame receivers, and he put it right in the middle where the LSU defensive back was standing. So, but uh, Notre Dame comes out of it with the victory, a uh, <clears throat> a late touchdown pass from uh, from Book to Miles Boykin. Uh, who finished with three catches for 102 yards in that touchdown? Um, Boykin was not—I don't know—he's not—he's not been a big part of the Irish offense this year, so it was a little bit surprising to see him and not Josh Adams or Equiminia St. Brown come up with the uh, with the big play at the end there. Well, that's because they had St. Brown triple covered at times. It really did. It was kind of kind of ridiculous. Um, so Notre Dame gets to 10 wins this year. Uh, second time in three seasons they've made it to 10 wins, and the clunker in between was what four wins. It was bad. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a lot of questions in the offseason about the quarterback going forward. Um, I think it's Book. I think you need uh, someone with a little more pocket presence. Yeah. Ian, Ian Book will be a junior uh, next season, and uh, Wimbush will be a senior. So uh, either way, it's going to be an upperclassman. Um, that bodes well for two seasons from now. Yeah. So we'll see uh, where they go from there. I, I don't know. I, I think I would like to see it be Book at this point. Wimbush has shown us he's he cannot be accurate with the with the football. But we'll see going forward. Um, Notre Dame should be ranked pretty highly uh, starting next season. Probably some national championship chatter uh, early on. And they've got a really good schedule next year too. So looking forward to that. Um, and we, uh, we had the Peach Bowl pitting undefeated UCF against... Uh, Ten and three Auburn. Auburn uh, defeated both Georgia and Alabama uh, in the course of the season, and uh, UCF took them down thirty-four to twenty-seven. Yes, they did. Mackenzie Milton uh, finished with two hundred forty-two passing yards and two touchdowns, and one hundred sixteen rushing yards and a touchdown. Um, Tom pointed out yesterday: this is a team that was zero and twelve two years ago. Yeah, and in in that zero and twelve season, they lost to Furman. I don't know what a Furman is. They lost to Furman, and they are now 13-0, and and they were not afforded the chance to play for a national title. No, they weren't. It's uh, it's not fair because Alabama plays schools like Furman all the time. Right. Uh, but, yeah, they— yeah. Uh, I don't want to hear about the you know strength of schedule business. Alabama's strength of schedule is garbage this year. Yeah. Aside from that Auburn game, who else and did hell. they play? And, hell, they lost to Auburn. So yeah. there you go. Yep. Um, yeah, and I, that would have been that would have been one of the most incredible stories if UCF would have been able to play for a championship and and made it. Even if they would have made it to the championship game and lost, just getting into the college football playoff would have been more magical than hey, here's the Peach Bowl, you know. But happy for these kids winning, you know, winning this bowl game after you know two years ago. I reckon they'll limitless. be they'll be ranked fairly. I, I think they'll be in the top ten to start next year. I hope so. I, I really do hope so, and I hope they can. Uh, I don't think they can build on this, and maybe next year, um, if they can repeat this performance, get a spot in the playoffs. Yeah, unfortunately, they'll have to do it without their coach, who is moving on to Nebraska. Yeah. Have they named the replacement yet? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, so, congratulations to them. Uh, Auburn, uh, not quite the uh, Goliath that uh, everyone was making them out to be. But um, Were they the only undefeated team? Yes, they were. So they didn't lose at all. Uh, no, and uh, but they don't get to hold up that big trophy. Correct. But they didn't lose. Yep. Nobody beat them. Yeah. They were undefeated. Oh, we have to move on. Uh, yesterday's Rose Bowl, uh, instant classic, as they say. Instant classic before it was even over. Yeah. Uh, this went to double overtime with Georgia defeating Oklahoma fifty-four to forty-eight. Um, 
Sonny Michelle, 11 carries for 181 yards and three touchdowns. Nick Chubb, 14 carries for 145 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Jake Fromm finished 20 of 29 for 210 and two touchdowns. For Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield, Heisman Trophy winner Baker Mayfield, uh, 23 of 35, 287, two touchdowns and a pick. Also had a receiving touchdown on a trick play, a beautifully executed trick play. You couldn't do it any better if you tried. Yeah. Um, the receiver on the end around, he, he kept the ball low the entire time, got the two defenders to bite on it, leaving uh, Mayfield wide open in the end zone uh, for the two-yard touchdown. Uh, Rodney Anderson, 26 carries, 201 yards, and two touchdowns for Oklahoma. Um, disappointing end for Oklahoma. Uh, they end 12-2 and on the year. Georgia improves to 13-1 and and advance to the national championship on Monday. Uh, and they will be playing, what do you know, Alabama. <sighs> All this silence is going to be taken out. I know. Out, there so, was, um, everyone should know, there was like five seconds of disappointment silence right there. Yeah, we're we're not pleased. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really want to see Clemson in there either. I would have been more okay with Clemson than... Like, couldn't we have just had OU and, and Georgia be the championship game? Right. Well, let's... When the when the, when it first came out, I was very disappointed in the matchups because I kind of wanted the Oklahoma Georgia title game. Yeah, so I, I was very disappointed in the matchups. Um, but you know, that's the uh, that Rose Bowl was the first time those teams had ever met. Really? Yeah, that is insane. And it was also the first overtime in uh, bowl playoff history and in Rose Bowl history. That blows my mind. That one hundred and four years, and they hadn't had an overtime game. That's ridiculous. Um. Wow, all right, but yeah. So in the in the Sugar Bowl, Alabama defeated Clemson twenty four to six. Jalen Hurts sixteen to twenty four, one twenty, and two touchdowns. One of them to a gigantic defensive lineman. Ooh boy! Uh, now I'm gonna paint you a picture with words. Actually, I'm just gonna tell you what happened. That's uh, good because words don't make very good paint. That's true. Uh, so Clemson has the ball. They're driving. Uh, Kelly Bryant gets hit from behind, fumbles the ball into the arms of Deron Payne, uh, who runs with it a little ways. Alabama marches it down to the one-yard line, and uh, they call this little, they're called rub plays, but this was a pick play. They lined up two defensive tackles in the backfield and had them both go out for passes, except one of them was just out there to keep defenders out of the way and to, in this case, block, because that defensive tackle started blocking a safety, and then blocked him right over on top of a linebacker, <laughs> taking out two players quite illegally, <laughs> quite illegally. Uh, and uh, Hertz fired the ball to Deron Payne for the, uh, the one-yard touchdown score. It's only illegal if he did it on purpose. Oh, he did. He definitely did. Uh, but no, it, it, was a, it was an amusing thing to watch. Uh, it wouldn't have mattered any. They would have scored on the next play. Right, right. But you know, feel good. You get you get you get the fat guy touchdown. Yeah, that's always good. So uh, the uh, you know the third meeting of these two teams goes Alabama's way. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest, I didn't even watch it. I did. I didn't want to ruin the good taste from the Rose Bowl. <laughs> no, I I did, but I uh, I will admit that I did wind up dozing off during it. Um, but you know, it it was. Yeah, it was 24 to 6 at the end of the third quarter and that's how the game ended. I fell asleep somewhere towards the end of the third. Um so but so our national championship is set. Um notes about that. Nick Saban coaching against Kirby Smart. Um this will be the 12th time that Nick Saban is facing a former uh assistant of his. He is 11 and 0 and every single victory has been by at least 14 points. Well, uh something's got to give sometime. You know, they were probably saying that when he was 8-0 against former assistants. Yeah, I know, but now it's even <laughs> more likely that something will give. Um, this is a very tough Georgia team. Uh, Alabama has some weaknesses, but as Oklahoma showed yesterday, so does Georgia. Yeah, um, but Georgia really clamped down in yeah. the second half there. Yeah. Um, I I do believe this this is going to come down to uh, – the the Georgia running game. What what can Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb do against this Alabama front seven? That's going to be Jake Fromm. He's going to be able to complete passes, and yeah. they don't lean on him that heavily. Yeah, you're going to see he'll he'll be throwing balls to the outside all game long. That's that's how it's going to be. 
Yeah. It's going to be little five, ten yard shots to the outer, you know, outside the numbers, definitely, and a lot of back shoulder stuff. Yeah. Just to get, you know, make sure he's in his rhythm and keep the mistakes to a minimum because it's pretty tough to throw an interception when your guy's the only one who can catch it. Right. Um, Unless you're uh, Joe Flacco, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, well. Um, yeah, I, uh, like I said, I, I think it's it's going to be all about the Georgia run game. If the run game goes, Georgia wins. If the run game doesn't, it's going to be Alabama by a lot. It's really hard uh, to stop that, that run game, though. It I, is, but if I any, don't know. If any defense can, it's Alabama. I don't know if any defense can. I mean, they held, they held Clemson to 64 rushing yards yesterday. Clemson's not as good a team as Georgia. They ju- they just aren't. I'm inclined to agree, uh, but you know it's uh, you know we've 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 been here before with Alabama. Yeah, I know, and I don't want to be here again. I know. I'm just saying, you know, we've been here before where it's like, oh, this is the year that you know they're going to get beat. They're going to get beat. And then last year, you know, they were picked by a lot of people to repeat against Clemson, and they blew it. So maybe if you pick them. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to the uh, to the NFL. I am not going to cover all of these games. Uh, just the ones with playoff implications. Uh, the Vikings defeated the Bears 23-10. to uh, Vikings sewed up the first-round bye. Patriots defeated the Jets 26-6. to uh, They sealed the home field advantage in the AFC playoffs. Um, the Steelers, this one didn't have playoff implications. They were pretty much set where they were after the Patriots won. But uh, the Steelers defeated the Browns 28-24, to sealing the 0-16 season for the Cleveland Browns. And it happened in the brownsiest way you can imagine. I don't know. I can imagine some pretty brownsy things. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser looked like he was going to be sacked. Uh, got out of it, moved left, found Corey Coleman standing wide open, nobody within 10 yards of him, fires a perfect pass, and it goes through Coleman's hands and hits the ground. Game over. Yep. That's why you uh, normally want to catch the ball on fourth and one. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Uh so all right, let's let's start in the let's start in the AFC. The uh the Buffalo Bills, they needed a win and they needed help. Yeah. They held up their end defeating the Miami Dolphins 22 to 16. A Dolphins team who I don't think was actually there. Uh they they put in uh David Fales at quarterback after and he did. after a couple series. Um actually he did he did pretty all right. Uh 29 to 42, 265, a touchdown and a pick. Um, so they weren't gonna bother to try to keep the Bills out of the playoffs. Uh, I mean, no, they they only lost by a touchdown, less than a touchdown. So you know, they t- they tried. It's not like they were, and they came back in the fourth to score thirteen points. They were so. they were listless though uh, for all of the first three quarters of that game. Yeah, they just I don't know. Yeah. Um, the uh, the Bills did lose uh, Lashawn McCoy to injury in this game. Unclear whether or not he'll be back. Uh, if they advance, ooh, mystery. If you're listening to us now, you probably know what happened, but, you know. Uh, the, uh, the Chargers, they needed a win and they needed some help. Again, they took care of their end, uh, defeating the Raiders 30-10. Yeah. to 10. Uh, Phillip Rivers, 387 yards and three touchdowns on the day. That's the Phillip Rivers we saw in the middle part of the season. Yep. Uh, now, the, the help that these teams needed, um, Tennessee had a win-and-in scenario. Yes. They were facing the Jaguars. They came away with the 15-10 to 10 victory. Uh, so the Tennessee Titans punched their ticket to the playoffs. Only to go right back down and, and face Jacksonville again. No. No? They got Kansas City. They got Kansas City? Come on, man. Fairly certain they got Kansas City. We'll check on that in a minute. Um, the last AFC game with playoff implications, the Baltimore Ravens. Win and in. If they win, the Bills stay home, the Chargers stay home. And they lost thirty-one to twenty-seven to the Cincinnati Bengals. That means Buffalo is going to the playoffs for the first time since nineteen ninety-nine. I know some people who weren't even alive yet. Yes, yeah, first time since ninety-nine. Buffalo Bills are going to the playoffs. I would just like to point out that that uh, team that everyone was talking about, uh, oh, the Patriots and the Steelers, they don't want to see them in the playoffs. They lost to the Bengals and didn't make the playoffs. Yep, yep. So over on the NFC, NFC side, uh, everything was everything was locked up uh, one through five. We knew we knew we knew the players. We just didn't know where they were going to fall. Um, Philly was the one seed. Minnesota locked up the two. L.A. really had nothing to play for. Um, 
New Orleans and, and Carolina. Uh, a win by New Orleans, and they win the division and take the three seed. A win by Carolina and a loss by New Orleans, and Carolina takes the three seed. Well, they both lost. Yes. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons defeated the Panthers 22-10, to uh, securing their spot in the playoffs as the, uh, as the sixth seed. And uh, Tampa Bay upset New Orleans 31-24, to uh, but with the Carolina loss, New Orleans stays put at three. Um, although four. It, at four. Yeah, sorry. Because L.A. beat. Yes, sorry, at four. Yeah. Um, the Seahawks did have a shot. If they would have won and Atlanta would have lost, they would have made the playoffs. But Atlanta won and Seattle lost. Uh, twenty six to twenty four uh, in what turned out to be Bruce Arians' final game as as head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so they they finished eight hundred or five hundred this year, eight and eight. So they did, yeah. Uh, pretty surprising for a team that was quarterbacked by Drew Stanton and Blake Bortles most of the year. Yes. So no, um, Blaine Gabbert, not Blake Bortles. Sorry, same guy. No, one of them had success this year. Oh, that's true. All right, so uh, looking ahead, this this weekend on Saturday, we have the Tennessee Titans at Kansas City Chiefs. If you guys are in the Kansas City area, tickets are available from $39. If you don't fill up that stadium, I'm going to come down there and watch the game. Yeah. Um, that's at 420 on ESPN. Uh, John Gruden will be calling that game, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Atlanta at Los Angeles, uh, the Rams. At eight fifteen on NBC, uh, if you're out in LA, tickets available wait, from seventy six dollars. We almost had to have a postseason where we would have had to clarify. Yes, which team Correct. was playing? Yep. That uh, that's both these teams sucked last year. Yep. So tickets available from seventy six there. Uh, Buffalo at Jacksonville one hundred five on CBS on Sunday. Two hundred seventy one dollars if you want to go to that game. They removed the tarps to get extra seating, and it's still and there's and the resale market is still uh, well above face value. So much for that. There are no Jacksonville fans right? thing. Uh, and then at four forty on Fox, the Carolina Panthers take on the New Orleans Saints down in New Orleans. Tickets from seventy six dollars. Got that rubber game going. Yeah, um, should be a good one. I think the game I'm looking forward to the most though is probably that Atlanta L A game. Like that's probably going to be the best game of the of the weekend. Um, I want to see Buffalo and Jacksonville. I'm, I'm going to keep my eyes on yeah. that one. Um, we'll post them later, but I'm 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 going to go ahead and make some picks right now. Um, I think we're looking at all home teams winning. You think so? You I don't, don't, you, well, I I don't think Tennessee has it to to beat Kansas City. No, but I think Buffalo's got a shot. <laughs> I don't know if, if if McCoy can't come back. I think they're toast. Uh, and even if he does. I still don't. I still don't think they have much of a shot. I think Jacksonville is gonna. The only team Jacksonville really had a hard time with this year is Tennessee. For some reason, I I, yeah. I don't understand that. So, um, but yeah, I, I think we're looking at all home wins. Do you think any any road team is going to do it? Um, I mean, I I, I think the the Bills could, and the the Panthers have the uh, the ability. It's very tough to win down in in uh, New Orleans, but. I think if any of them does, it'll be uh, Carolina. All right. So uh, the other the other part of the end of the regular season is the the old NFL coaching tracker. Hot diggity! Um, Let's get this carousel a turning. Yeah. So uh, coaches who have been fired uh, during the season, you had Ben McAdoo for the Giants. Uh, John Fox lost his job with the Bears. Jim Caldwell is out in Detroit. Chuck Pagano. Uh, fired immediately after the uh, Colts ended their season. Uh, uh, they and, can do that now. His cancer's in remission. Yes. Uh, and Jack Del Rio uh, out in Oakland. Um, Bruce Arians retired as coach yes. of the Cardinals. Um, and as far as general managers go, uh, the uh, <clears throat> the Giants fired, uh, fired Jerry Reese during the year and replaced him with Dave Gettleman. And the Browns had fired Sashi Brown during the year and replaced him with... Uh, John Dorsey, um, the uh, Green Bay Packers will be looking for a new general manager. Uh, Ted Thompson will be transitioning to a new role. Well, all you uh, all you PFT commenting folks got what you wanted. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I don't know. It, it depends on who the replacement is. I think it's going to be Elliot Wolf. 
Um, Tom and I were talking yesterday about this, and I brought up it could be John Schneider from the Seahawks. Uh, Schneider had in his contract uh, a clause that said he could leave at any time to become general manager of the Green Bay Packers. Now, was that did he finish out that contract and he, get a new so one? So they yes, they reworked it. He now no longer ha- has that clause in his contract, but um, he can probably make a case to the Seahawks and get himself out of there if he really wanted to. It happens all the time. Yeah, but um, I think he's comfortable with a you know decent team up there. Yeah, I um I I, I believe that it's going to be Elliot Wolf, but we'll see going forward. Um, so you know na- names to fill some of these vacancies. Uh, Eagles quarterback coach uh, John DiFilippo, um, their defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, Patriots assistants uh, Matt Patricia and um, Josh McDaniels. Uh, Steelers line coach Mike Munchak, uh, Panthers. Please, please don't take him. <laughs> Panthers defensive coordinator Steve okay. Wilkes. Um, uh, Vic Fan- uh, Fangio could get some interviews here and there. Uh, Pat Shermer, uh, Vikings offensive coordinator. Yeah, His name, name is uh, out there. A name that's been popping up at kind of suddenly, in in my opinion, is uh, Mike Vrabel. I was actually just about to say uh, Mike Vrabel is going to get an interview with Detroit. Um, and I like. He's the defensive coordinator down in Houston right now. Yes, yeah. I don't know that I'd want him with the job that he he wasn't able to make that defense anything without J.J. Watt. It wasn't just J.J. Watt. There were other injuries there, too. I mean, it's... So... He wasn't able to find a way. I, I would be hesitant because you're, you're, uh, you're basing the man's success off of another man's success. Right. You want to be careful there. Yeah, um couple other guys uh getting interviews uh packers assistant head coach winston moss um seahawks defensive coordinator chris richard uh and uh former broncos assistant coach uh eric studesville who was fired by the broncos yesterday yeah well they were bad yeah uh oh uh eagles offensive coordinator frank reich is also getting a look so eagles could um, look significantly different next year on the uh on the benches. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see um, maybe Todd Haley get another look somewhere or Lions defensive coordinator Terrell Austin or their offensive coordinator Jim Bob Cooter. Um, look, the, the the minute they didn't uh, promote him to head coach after they fired Caldwell, I was so upset. I was angry. <laughs> um, <laughs> your love for that man knows no bounds. Um, it's not the man, it's the name. I love how it says on his Wikipedia page that his name is James Robert Cooter, because that somehow makes it any better. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't. Um, so the uh, the draft order is now set. Well, the first half of it. Well, yeah. The yes, the the non playoff draft order. The part that we're actually interested in. Um, the um, Cleveland Browns obviously uh, hold the number one overall pick. Welcome to Cleveland, <laughs> Baker. Yeah. Uh, the Giants come in at number two after finishing three and thirteen. Indianapolis picks third. The Browns again at four. Uh, that one from the Houston Texans. The Denver Broncos with a top five pick. Uh, the Jets at six. Buccaneers at seven. Bears at eight. Nine and ten will be determined by a coin flip. The Forty Niners and Raiders. Dolphins, Bengals, eleven and twelve. Packers and Redskins will have a coin flip for thirteen and fourteen. Cardinals, Ravens, Chargers, Seahawks, Cowboys, Lions, 15 through 20. So um, when uh, when the 49ers went and got Jimmy Garoppolo and they sat him for a month, what? When did they trade for him? Uh, it was, it was, I don't think they were out of the playoffs yet. I think they still mathematically had a shot. November 1st. So yeah, two months ago. They sat him. And sat him what three weeks? Uh, something he like came that. in. He went. Uh, he went five and zero as their starter. Yeah, so they sat him for three weeks. He came in for the injured Bethard and looked promising, and so they started him. Why didn't they start him those three weeks? Apart from ruining their draft, they they were already zero and eight when he came in. So there was no. I mean, there really was no chance they were going to make the playoffs at all. So I get what they did by letting him learn the playbook and everything. And, and honestly, his first few starts were shaky. So I get it. Uh, but, yeah, at the same time, if they if they would have had him from game one, they're probably 
it's it's not so clearly the Rams winning the division. I would say. Yeah. Um. The uh the West is going to be tough next year because you got to think Arizona. They're only a quarterback away. Yeah. Um. What are the odds they try to trade up? Um. I mean, it de- it depends on what on, on who you're thinking they're trading up for. Honestly, um, if you're thinking they're trying to trade up for Baker Mayfield, that's going to take a lot. If you think they're trying to trade up for I don't know, uh, Sam Darnold. That's going to take a lot. Well, we don't even know if he's. Uh, yeah, out yeah, yet. yeah. He hasn't said uh, one way or the other. Um, I, I honestly believe that their best bet uh, would be to try to get out there and get one of these free agents that's going to be available. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't honest- know. The price is going to be high. Oh yeah. No matter where. I mean, Case Keenum in that role. Uh, They'd be they'd be pretty damn good, and he'd get to face off against the Rams twice twice a year. Which yeah, I think might be a little motivation there. Um, but uh, yeah, he he'll be available. Sam Bradford completes passes at a high rate. He'll be available. Yeah. Um, and then you got the bigger names. Drew Brees is going to be out there. It'll be a st- it'll be a stopgap, but you could get a Super Bowl out of it. Yeah, I mean they almost got a Super Bowl out of stopgap. Kurt Warner, right? Um, Kirk Cousins, he could be the he could be the piece that puts them over the top. They've got a better surrounding cast than Washington has. Yeah. Um, so um, I, you know, I'd like to see him maybe make a play for that. And uh, Alex Smith, the Chiefs may be moving on. Do you think? Um, they, I think they, I, I think they're ready to move on. I think it's, I think it's going to be the Pat Mahomes show next year, and I think Alex Smith is available for trade. Interesting. Um, I. Uh... I don't know. They stuck with him all through the season, throughout their struggles, and they ended up making the playoffs. I don't want to say that they're going to be uh, foolishly sentimental, but a lot of teams do that. Yeah. Well, Pat Mahomes did play on uh, on Sunday. Finished twenty two of thirty five, two hundred eighty four yards. He did have a he did have one interception, um, but uh, you know those good stats. Yeah. Um, I don't know that that could be an an actual quarterback competition in in uh, in training camp. Yeah, no, it could. Uh, but you know, if I'm Arizona, I offer I offer big on Alex Smith right now because I, I yeah. honestly believe Arizona is only a quarterback away from being competitive. Yeah. So, um, and see, I think you want to try and get that quarterback before Larry Fitzgerald announces his retirement. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Larry's going to be back for another year, regardless. He did sign that contract extension, and I know he said he wasn't going to talk about it right now, but I, I expect him to be back. The man loves playing football, um, and like I said, there's a lot of promise there. They finished eight and eight. Yeah, a new head coach and a new quarterback might, you know, might give them a, a, a big jump start. Um, I, I actually, I think the uh, the coach is going to be more important than the quarterback because yeah. there are a number of quarterbacks that can do that job. There aren't too many coaches that would be able to take over for Bruce Arians, right? Uh, so we said that we would we would uh, talk about this a little bit later. Uh, John Gruden appears to be headed back to the <clears throat> Oakland Raiders. Um, yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of talk about him going back to Tampa. That's what it was. All you know, all season long. If Tampa continues, they're going to fire Dirk Cutter. They're going to bring back John Gruden, and then out of nowhere, on the last day of the season. Del Rio could be out. John Gruden's ne- the next head coach in Oakland, and ESPN, who Gruden works for, broke the story. Yeah, they they came out and said uh, ESPN employee will be the next head coach of of the Raiders. Yeah. Um, Usually, you want the team breaking that story, right? It, it's a little bit irritating that they were apparently making these moves while Del Rio was still the head coach, unless they unless they went to him ahead of time and was like, "Listen, Jack, this is going to be your last game. You might hear some reports. We are going to reach out to John." But I don't think that's how it went down. No, because um, see that that would be uh, that would be him getting fired beforehand, and he wasn't. Yeah. Um, although I mean, sometimes sometimes these guys are let go, and it's made known this is going to be their last game ahead of time. Yeah. It's very rare, but you know. Um, so I like this. I I do like this move for Oakland. I and that's not to say anything bad about Jack Del Rio, but you want an offensive minded guy in there with a with a quarterback like Derek Carr. Yeah, um, they've got a lot of work to do. I don't know why they had such a bad season, um, and you don't either. No, um, it was just kind of a fluky year. Yeah, no, I unless that you know that little bit of success they had was the fluke. That you know? could be, but I don't know. I think uh, I think Gruden's gonna turn things around there. Um, so he's working this playoff game between the Chiefs and Titans. Yes, uh, 
Andy Reid cannot be happy about that. Division rival with all that, you know, with a with an all access pass to your team. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't think he is going to get any more information than any of the team scouts would. So it's not like he's going to go in there and uh, get their playbook from them. Right. Right. Yeah. I I don't think it's as big of a deal as as it, it's being made made to be, but. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I think uh, it, it's it's nothing to nothing to uh, turn your head to though. Um, well, it's too late. I already have. So, uh, quick look at end of season stats. Uh, passing leaders: Tom Brady, four thousand five hundred seventy-seven yards, just barely edging out Philip Rivers, who finished with four thousand five hundred fifteen. Um, <clears throat> rushing yards: Kareem Hunt, one thousand three hundred twenty-seven. Todd Gurley, one thousand three hundred five. Kareem Hunt. Passed Gurley with his one carry on Sunday. Oh boy! He had one carry for, uh, I believe, for twenty-seven yards and and passed him. Um, receiving leaders: Antonio Brown, one thousand five hundred thirty-three yards, and he missed two games. Two and a half. Yeah. Uh, Julio Jones, one thousand four hundred forty-four. He missed a little bit more time throughout the course of the year. Um, I believe he played in every game, but there were. There are a lot of games where he, you know, was injured early on and wasn't able to wasn't able to uh, finish it out. Yeah. Um, so, so I I do want to point out that uh, had Roethlisberger and Bell started in that Cleveland game, they probably would have been the leaders. Um, possibly for Ben, probably for Bell because Bell was uh, twelve ninety one. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was a bad game's worth behind. Right. Um, over on the defensive side of things, uh, Blake Martinez for the Packers, Joe Schobert for the Browns, and Preston Brown for the Bills uh, led the way in tackles with 144 apiece. Uh, Cleveland had two players in the top five because Christian Kersky finished with 138. Um, uh, they spend all their time on defense. Yeah. Uh, sacks, uh, Arizona's Chandler Jones, 17 sacks on the year. Jacksonville's Calais Campbell, 14.5. Demarcus Lawrence, 14.5 for Dallas. Uh, interceptions, Kevin Byard, uh, eight, Darius Slay, eight, Eric Weddle and AJ Bowie, six apiece. Um, so that, that wraps it up for, uh, for the NFL regular season talk. Um, Ooh boy. Just really one note, uh, from baseball, the Colorado Rockies signed clubs, Cubs closer, <laughs> clubs, clubs, closer, Cubs closer, Wade Davis. Uh, making him just like the third free agent signing of the year. Um, oh man, it's starting to get busy out there. Yeah, it's uh, things are heating up. Things should be things should be coming quick uh, here pretty soon. Uh, it was surprising to see the the meetings go without any big deals. Uh, I think things are going to heat up here in the next month or so. The thing is, this kind of bodes well for teams who wanted to re-sign some of these players. I believe the longer Jake Arrieta is on the market, the more likely it is he comes back to the Cubs. Just like I think the longer that uh, that a guy like Mike Moustakis is on the market, the more likely it is he goes back to Kansas City. Yeah, I, I um, think this really bodes well for home teams. Unless they're uh, they're just looking at all the proposals they get. You know, they, yeah, they they could be waiting for that one big money yeah. proposal. Um, I did see the Red Sox are getting a little impatient with JD Martinez. Um, they'd like to bring him in, but they have other moves they need to make as well, and they can't pull the trigger on these moves until he makes a decision because he's their top priority. So I I would like JD Martinez to take his time. <laughs> um, maybe wait until like a week before spring training. Yeah. Um. Maybe that ooh, maybe that's what he's doing, and then he's going to sign with the Yankees. I say some of these guys <laughs> might end up having to wait um, because of qualifying offers. A lot of teams might not want to, you know. Yeah, Lorenzo Cain might be a guy that's got to wait. You know, uh, JD Martinez is not one of those guys because he was traded. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so um, he can say yes to whatever uh, giant stack of of money is thrown his way yep and and the team the team that signs him will not have to uh give up the draft pick and whatever else so um moving on to the nba uh just a lot of a lot of injury news right now yeah well it's that part of the season where uh legs are starting to give out yeah we got um damon lillard is likely to return from his five game absence for the uh trailblazers um chris paul just came back for the rockets 
That's good. Yeah, but then James Harden turned around and injured himself and will likely be missing two weeks. That's very bad. Yes. League-leading scorer right now. Yeah. Um, Isaiah Thomas, likely to make his return tonight against the Blazers. Uh, it'll be his first appearance for the Cavaliers. Uh, and tomorrow is the big game. The biggin'? The biggin'. Uh, tomorrow, Cavs at Celtics. Uh, Isaiah Thomas will make his return to Boston. Kyrie versus LeBron 2.0. Uh, I'm looking. For, I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, and uh, also, just a quick note: Tamar DeRozan scored 52 points in the Raptors' overtime win over Milwaukee. Well, he had a full extra five minutes. That is a Raptors record. How is that a Raptors? 52 how, points. How? how? They've never had a player score 52 points before. I know, but... That's how. That's They some, didn't, and then he did. That's how it happened. They've had some good players. How have they those had, yeah, players... Yeah, Vince Carter never did it. Tracy yeah. McGrady never did it. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bosh never never pulled it off. Nope. DeMar DeRozan, uh, 52 points. Um, just uh, glancing at, at the standings here. Uh, Boston, 30-10. and 10, uh, Two and a half up on the Raptors, who moved ahead of the Cavaliers. Uh, Cavs sitting at 24-12. and 12. Um, Detroit rebounded after that slump. They are now twenty and fifteen, so they're good again. Yes. Or are they? Yay, Do we know? We don't suck again. Do we know? Um, they actually they defeated the Spurs uh, the other night up in Detroit. Wow. Yeah. Um, Washington, Milwaukee, Miami, Indiana uh, round out the playoff position teams right now. Uh, New York, Philadelphia on the outside looking in, and over in the West, uh, Golden State now the top of the conference at twenty nine and eight. They're two games up on Houston, who is twenty six and nine. Uh, Houston just endured a five game losing streak. Yes, uh, they did snap that. Uh, they're, they're now winners of one straight. Uh, San Antonio, four games back from Golden State, just two games back from Houston at twenty five and twelve. And again, they're just going to keep getting stronger. They uh, another injury note here. They did lose Rudy Gay for about two weeks. Um, so they get Kawhi back. They lose Gay for a little bit. Uh, they're, they're without Kyle Anderson right now. So it's just. Injury after injury for the Spurs team, holding them, yeah. holding them back from, I think, really competing with Houston and Golden State right now. And Golden State, they just got Curry back recently. Yes. Yep. Uh, Minnesota, 8-2 and two in their last 10. They are now 24-14 and 14 on the season, 5.5 back of Golden State. Uh, Oklahoma City has moved all the way up to 5 in the standings after that rough start. Looks like uh, Carmelo is starting to gel with Westbrook and George. Uh, and Portland, Denver, and New Orleans finish off the playoff spots right now. Uh, L.A. and Utah on the outside looking in. Um, I, uh, you, I, don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't watch a lot of basketball while while college football is going on. Yeah, um, it's understandable. Um, yeah, but uh, I think starting Wednesday night, I'm really going to get back into watching it, it, at the very least the big matchups. I'll, I'll watch the ones on Watch ESPN app, you know, whichever one they're showing. Yeah, um, I'm not really going to go out of my way, but if the Devils have an off day, I'll, I'll watch some basketball. Right. Um, Disclaimer, we don't pretend to be experts on any of these sports. That's true. I am most certainly n- n- uh, not, not qualified at all to talk about basketball. Yeah. Um. I've got really just one thing to talk about as far as the NHL goes, uh, just the uh, Winter Classic. Yeah. Uh, which we could not watch. No. Um, Tom and I had to work yesterday. Yeah. So uh, even had we been able to watch on a mobile device. Which we weren't. It would have been difficult for us to see it. But um, the uh, the game was between the Rangers and Sabres, I'm told. Yes, it was. <laughs> Is that all you have on the game? It happened. It was cold. Uh, some goals were scored. Yes. It went to overtime, and JT Miller scored in overtime to win it for the Rangers. This was really just a segue for us to rant about blackout policy. Yeah. So, <laughs> blackout policies are dumb and stupid. Tom tried to pull the game up uh, yesterday on his phone and could not because it was being shown on NBC. If it was being shown on NBC Sports, he would have been able to watch it. It, and and then I tried to pull it up on DirecTV, but it was being shown on the local NBC affiliate. And DirecTV will not broadcast local Des, affiliates on mobile device. Despite the fact that it's a nationally broadcast game, you can't watch it anywhere but on TV. Yes. Yeah. So uh, there were a lot of people that had to work yesterday. They don't close everything down. 
Yeah, it was, it was a bit irritating. And it, this is an issue that we've run into numerous times. Like, these sports, they they want everything to be so accessible, but they make you jump through 18,000 hoops to watch on a mobile device. Yeah. Like the NFL. I can't watch NFL games. Yeah, you can't you can't watch on a mobile device if you're in that area. Um, I, we can't watch um, the Sunday or Monday games because we don't have Verizon. Yeah, yeah, they yeah they want this to be so accessible, but they have a they have a contract with a particular network on who can carry their games. It's all a bunch of hooey. I don't know. I mean, you know, if it's me, if I'm running that league. Even if it's even if it's a small a small fee, I want I want these games out there. I want people to be able to watch. Yeah, I'm not going to pay whatever ridiculous amount it is for NFL Sunday Ticket and the streaming on my phone and uh, the streaming for Amazon Prime for Thursday night games and an ESPN account to watch Monday Night Football and everything else oh, you uh, need for all this. No, you can't watch Monday Night Football on mobile. I've tried. Good lord. Yeah. Anyway, so. Don't drop your computer. I didn't drop my computer. My God, my I can't feel my fingers. That's kind of what's going on here. Um, oh man, they call it a laptop, not Jeez. a ground top. Oh man, that actually hurt my fingers when I grabbed it too. Like it really hurt. All right, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Because my hands are about to fall off. Um, boy, oh, I wait. Um, no, I do have one thing. Uh, in his New Year's address, Kim Jong Un said that they would like to send athletes to the Winter Olympics. Uh, he, I believe he said they, that they wanted to send a delegation. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that means athletes or, or what, or just a group of people to talk to other people. Well, I think the, the end game, I believe, is sending athletes. I believe he, uh, that's what he was referring to. Because I believe he made a comment about showing, them what, showing the world what, what they can do. I thought that's what the nukes were for. <laughs> yeah, we're laughing about a madman. Um, you have to. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, will not have Olympic coverage. I can guarantee that. Uh, we may say some things here or there about the, uh, about the hockey teams. Yeah. We'd be more likely to say them if they had NHL players on them. Mm. The U.S. team has one former NHL player, Brian Gianta. He was not signed by any team this offseason. Uh-huh. Oh, man, that's what they should have done. The U.S. and Canada should have went out and got, like, all-time greats. And they <laughs> still, here's the thing, they still would have won. Yeah, um, I don't think Mario Lemieux can skate him up, uh, can lace him up anymore. Not with that back. Yeah. Same with Wayne Gretzky. They got, they got other guys. It's it's all right. I think they I think they could have done it. I really do. The Americans would have had a pretty good team. I think Madonna and uh, and Ronick could probably still go out there. And it would get Ronick away from the camera. Why do you hate him so much? He's I don't like him. Why? He's contrarian, and his face looks like it's been hit by a steam shovel. Probably has. I mean, he did break it and have to have his jaw wired That's shut. That's true. He did. You're terrible. Making fun of the way a guy looks. I'm not making fun of the way he looks. I'm just saying I don't like looking at the way he looks. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I believe we're going to wrap things up because I'm freezing, I'm dying, and I have three sick children at home. So thank you all for uh, listening. Happy New Year. Oh, that's right, it is. Yeah. First show of 2018, and it was just as crappy as the ones we did in 2017. Good work, Tom. We're keeping it constant. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening, and we will talk sports at you next week.